The oil and gas industry thwarts EPA fracking study. This and other stories for the week ending March 8, 2015. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. This Week in Water opens with startling news about one of the most vexing issues around oil and gas development. Does fracking pollute drinking water? In 2010, the Environmental Protection Agency began its National Hydraulic Fracturing Study, in which it was tasked with finding that answer. But last week it was learned that EPA has been both stonewalled and pressured by the oil and gas industry in its study. According to the Huffington Post, documents obtained through a Freedom of Information Act request by Greenpeace show that the EPA has done nothing but bend over backwards for the oil and gas industry. Moreover, the EPA has pleaded with the industry to obtain information with little success. The newly disclosed communications show that EPA intended to examine areas that were scheduled to be fracked but had not yet been drilled in order to get baseline information. This would help determine impacts to water. But baseline testing would require oil and gas companies to cooperate with the EPA, and only two out of all the drillers in the entire country were willing to do so. Of the two companies that were going to cooperate, Chesapeake Energy did so with severe constraints. Instead of allowing EPA to collect data before starting wells, the company drilled ahead of any EPA baseline testing, totally eliminating the agency's ability to analyze impacts on the water. At a second site, documents show that Chesapeake insisted that it monitor the process. According to Insight Climate News, Chesapeake's demands slowly chipped away at the scope of EPA's plans over two years of talks, limiting where and when EPA could monitor water. Also, in some instances, EPA's officials and scientists offered Chesapeake considerable influence over the study. The disclosed documents are raising many questions about the closeness of Chesapeake and the industry to EPA in crafting its long-awaited report on drinking water. The EPA was supposed to release its National Hydraulic Fracturing Study results in 2012, but still has not released even a draft. And one official, who was an advisor in the early stages of EPA's study, said that nothing more is known now than five years ago. These revelations suggest that EPA may never be able to make any significant conclusions about the effects of fracking on drinking water. In other oil and gas news, political pressure may have been brought to bear on scientists studying the connection between earthquakes and wastewater injection wells. Drilling produces much wastewater that companies dispose of by injecting back into the ground. Energy Wire broke the news last week that geologists in Oklahoma had suspected as long as five years ago that the many earthquakes in the state were caused by drilling activity. However, pressure had been put on scientists about their suspicions from the president of Oklahoma University, David Boren, and others in the oil and gas industry. According to Energy Wire, 
a seismologist from the Oklahoma Geological Survey, which is based at Oklahoma University, raised the issue and was then summoned to meet with Boren and concerned oil and gas industry officials, including Harold Hamm, who has donated over $30 million to the school and is also the founder of Continental Resources. The scientist who was summoned to the meeting has been quoted as saying that Harold Hamm and others will not allow him to say certain things. That scientist has since said he was misquoted, but he has not offered any clarification. Whether injection wells cause earthquakes may still be an open question with the Oklahoma Geological Survey. However, the U.S. Geological Survey has concluded that these disposal wells are the primary cause of the rise in earthquakes in the central U.S. For nine years, indigenous peoples in Peru have been fighting with Occidental Petroleum over allegations that the company poisoned waterways deep in the Amazon rainforest. But last week, the Achuar people announced that they had settled their lawsuit for an undisclosed sum. The Achuar communities, along with Amazon Watch, sued Occidental, alleging the company spilled oil and dumped toxic byproducts for 30 years, causing premature deaths, birth defects, and other health problems. A larger impact of the case may be the fact that companies can be sued successfully in the U.S. for damages they cause in other countries. In a statement, Occidental said it was satisfied with the resolution of the dispute and that it will provide assistance for community development projects for the benefit of the five Achuar communities. Among other things, the Achuar will use the settlement funds to build fish farms to provide a much-needed source of protein that the contaminated river can no longer supply. The success of the Achuar communities contrasts starkly with the struggles indigenous peoples in Ecuador have had in attempting to collect over $9 billion in damages from another industry giant, Chevron. This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado WaterWise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org.